Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Sidebar with Cindy. On Kaya FM 95.9. FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Thursday, the 18th of July, 2019. Tonight, we are talking marriage, parenthood, um, grandkids, so many things with the Ranakas. They're joining me on Sidebar Cindy um, on Kaya FM 95.9. Medical issues, sex and family, finance, parenting and emotional development. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome to Sidebar Cindy with me, um, Dr. Cindy C.F. Fransale. Um, the 18th of July is an annual celebration um, in honor of Nelson Mandela. And we celebrate, it, we celebrate his birthday. And it's also a day that um, we do good stuff. We do 67 minutes to make a difference. And tonight we're celebrating love with the Ranakas. So, uh, you know, we'll be taking your calls on 086-00-00959. You can SMS on 36959. But before we take your calls, I'd like to welcome Untate Ranaka and Ume Ranaka on the show. They've been married for a very long time. And this evening is going to be a celebration of their love. Just hearing their story of how they met their children. We've seen them on TV. They have a reality show, how they came to that decision. And um, we're looking, I'm looking forward to your calls as you share your, your questions for the Ranakas. So thank you so much for being here and welcome to Sidebar, Cindy. Thank you so much, Cindy, for inviting us. Great stuff. So I think I'll start with you, um, Miranaka. Um, where were you born? I was born in Joburg in Midlands, Zone 4. I'm a Sowetan. Okay. Yes. Okay. And when was this? Uh, 1959. Okay. 2nd September, Vigo. <laughs> I know Virgos are very quiet, as, as far as I've heard. I think I'm a wrong Vengo. <laughs> <laughs> and Dante Ranaka, where were you born? Western native township, close to Sophia Town. Mm. At that time, 1943, 25th of August. And, and how did you meet? How did we meet? Mm. Sure. You know, I was a young journalist of 34 years, 35, I think, at the time. Yes. And uh, I had gone to do an interview uh, of Dr. Motlana the Late mm. in Deep Groove at the doctor's um, surgery. Okay. And, and, and I found, or saw rather, a young woman when I got there when the doctor was not yet in the surgery. Um, whilst I was waiting for the doctor, I saw this young woman who was, um, I learned later that she was just doing a temporary job there. And, and she, she, she caught my eye and my, my heart jumped. Understandably. <laughs> <laughs> and then I inquired, um, from her senior, uh, that was, that happened to be Dr. Montana's wife at that time. Mm-hmm. And I said, but who's this young lady? Then she, she told me, and, and she said, you ask us if you are interested. I said, yes. I am. Yes. And that is how we met. That was 1978. I remember the month, May. I wish I could go back to the calendar because that day is fascinating to me. 
that day in particular, in May, when I met her and saw her for the first time. Wow. And setting the eye on her that time till today, she's been magical to me. Oh, that's so beautiful, Tate Ranaka. Mm. And, you know, I mean, you, you, your, your children are amazing. You've got, you've got five kids. They've got very, um, they, they're all so different. They've got these interesting personalities. And I love the way you are able to, you know, you're able to juggle each child, handle each child with kid gloves and make sure that the family, you know, stays together. Even when they're fighting, you always come in and you're the peaceful one and you always make sure that everything is sorted out. What I'm interested in is what kind of teenagers were you when you were, when you guys were you know were younger, Mamera oh, Naga, what what were you what were you like? I I was just a funny teenager, not naughty, but I, you know, I I was just like a bubbly child mm. and loving life, mm. but not like other teenagers. Also, bong No, 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 no. I was always looking for something that is good. Mm. Or taking things at home, selling them, not you know, like selling tomatoes to go high. Mm. And that was this type of a person I am. But I was sporty because I was a, an athlete. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I like running. I like anything that was sporty. And that is why I had no time for boyfriends and what have you. Oh, okay. Okay. And which school? And which schools did you go to? Then I went to the primary school here in Midlands. And when my mom and dad had marital problems, then my grandmother took me to Cape Town. That's where my teenage would. I ended my. That's where I finished my teenage would. Oh, in great! Cape and how many? And how many years were you in Cape Town? Uh, I think I left here. Around about when I was 10, 11. Mm. And then I came back, I think it was about 16, no, 17, 18. Eh? Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a long time. Mm. And how was the transition? I mean, Soweto, was Nise Cape Town, and, you know, how was that change? That was the best time of my life. Nimpel. Because I hated the family that I was with. At the, okay. And the family that I was with at that time. And I was happy. Just to be with my grandmother and the, my new family, it was the happiest time. Mm. Because seeing people behaving in a manner that is not right and yeah. they are your parents. Mm. But funny enough, my parents were good. The only interference was my uncle and my um, grandmother. Mm. They hated the, the, the union. The union. And my father was a quiet man. Mm. But I hated the fact that Hori is not v- vocal in protecting her, his wife. Mm. I mean, is it? Yeah, mm. her wife. Mm. And that bothered me. And at the end of the day, I was happy to be in Cape Town. And as a child, I mean, you were 10 years old and all of this was happening. Did anyone explain anything to you? Or both Bonel and Jay and just, you just keep everything inside? You know, you see things happening. And what I remember was that I was the wrong gender as a firstborn. And that is why the treatment was the way illegating from my grandmother and my uncles because the ones came after me were boys and they had fantastic life with the grandparents and what have you and they had fun and being loved mm. and me because boy in Tombazana as a firstborn, as and a they firstborn, then no, you are not right. 
Uh-uh. And that's so painful, Mira. Mm. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to that. But we'll mm. be taking calls on 086-00-00959. You can SMS us on 36959. And the, the hashtag on social media is Sidebar Cindy. And the other hashtag is Kaya FM Talk. That's a very painful point that you've raised, um, Mira. Like, and and I'm, I, I hope that in this day and age, people don't pre- place such a premium on the firstborn being a male. You know, that is, I don't. Where where did that even come from? I wonder where that that I, came I, from. I, I'm still researching, <laughs> trying to find out, and I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And the Ranaka, the schools that you went to. I started my primary education in the Bundus, in the bush, in Bushveld. Uh, um, if if you know, um, Mabula Lodge. Um, in uh, in that area, um, that's where I, I, I grew up from the age of ten. After I was born in in Johannesburg, my mother then transferred me to her parents, my grandparents, mm. who, who 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 were rustics. Um, so I, I joined them, and and I did the primary education. So whatever jokes that were passed around never affected me. So I I, I didn't drop out of school. But the teacher then really worked hard to get me the English that I now speak. I don't know how well I speak it, but this little English that I have comes from the teacher. Well, you speak it very well, <coughs> Dr. Ranaka. That teacher did very well. And who was that teacher? Who is that? Yeah, who was that teacher? Um, that was Mr. Ramabua, who actually, funny enough, uh, made a joke of me after um, the first... Um, um, assignment on English uh, letter writing and uh, English uh, um, essay writing. Mm. Um, that was in January, just after the school had just opened. Yeah. And when the the, the, the exercise books came back after after he marked them, then he made a joke and made me stand up in class and uh, and, and said to the class, "You know, this young man is the king of Bantuism," and. Oh. And a lot of people don't understand what Bantuism is. At that time, it was a, 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 a word coined by apartheid mm. um, regarding a black child or a black person who spoke very bad English. Mm. You, you spoke English in the Bantu way. Mm. In, uh, you, you, you Bantuized English mm. and therefore was the king of that. And that did not affect me because I did not understand. The only thing that I understood was that I was a king. And that really fired me up with 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 with, with inspiration. That's awesome. Yes, and I, I hung on to the king, and not understanding what the bantu is, the bantuism is, and because I was king, then I was kin to be made the king of what I would be taught in a special way by this teacher and the youngsters, some of my colleagues whom he assigned to help me with the English. That's such a special story. That is such a special story. And I say this because I think, you know, in this day and age, we place such a premium on on, on speaking English and we've forgotten that our kids need to be able to speak their home languages. Mm-hmm. And I always say to parents that, you know, try and speak your home language to your children. English, they'll pick it up along the way. There's no child with, with social media and radio and movies and so on. They'll pick it up along the way. And we've lost all of that. I mean, I look at my own family. My kids can't speak Afrikaans. They can't speak Isisulu. And they used to be able to when my mom was still alive. And now it's all vanished. So it's called me English. So your story is very special. 
and, and really inspirational. And Mr. Ramabuya, did, did, did he ever get to see you as a writer, a publisher? Did you ever get an opportunity he, to talk to he, him? He did. He did. And I could see he's late now. Yeah. But I could see much later when I was a journalist and walking around Mirrorlands and passing his place and and I would find him in the garden in front of the house. I would greet him. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that he looked at me, I, I, I could see he, I, 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 he was proud of the product that he molded in me, Aww. honestly. And, and did you ever get to talk to him? I never did, but now I would like to do a posthumous award. Yes. And and that is coming. I'm still shaping and 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 and, and planning what kind of an award, maybe on a plug. You know, uh, I'm speaking to the school right now. You know, yeah. a- around this particular project. Well, that that's something very special to look forward to. Yes. Well, we're taking calls on zero eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. If you if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Sideboard Cindy with me, Cindy Fancel, and I'm in studio with um, Unta Tiranaka and Miranaka, and they're sharing their their stories with us, how they met, where they met. Um, you know how Untatiranaka learns to speak English. It's it's really very special, and we'll, you know you can call us, ask him questions, and and you know and we'll hear what they have to say. And Miranaka, um, coming back to you, so you spent six years of your life, six to, actually eight years eight of years? your life in, mm. in Cape Town, and from a language perspective, now that Untati has brought it up, from a language perspective, so you moved from Soweto, you moved to Cape Town, mm. and of course I'm sure you had to learn Iskosa, or mm. were you already do you already speak it? Partly. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of Kosa, but because I grew up in a Kosa family, but there was more Zulu and Changani, mm. and I was more also into understanding languages because I speak Changan also those times, because not now, and my Zulu and also Kosa because there was a family, the, the chemist family, that when we go there, we will be speaking the Kosa, our Kosa language. But my, when I got there, then I had to be now. 100% closer. Okay. Mm. So now coming back to you as a couple, so I, 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 I understand how you've met. So how then did you, Miranaka, realize, okay, this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? Because I mean, he spotted you, you're busy at work minding your own business and he has decided that he likes you. Was there a courtship? Was there, you know, an introduction? How did it happen? You know, after he spoke to Peggy, because we used to call her Peggy. Well, after speaking to Peggy, and then I get a call from work. Yeah. Then he's asking me, uh, must I buy you lunch? Then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I buy you lunch? And who will say no to lunch? <laughs> <laughs> Never. I said, no, I wouldn't mind. And that was not in English in our language. No, yes. I wouldn't mind. And... He bought the lunch. And it was, um, you remember the, what is this place? Deriden. Deriden. Mm-hmm. They used to have the best degwood those days. Mm-hmm. And it's now closed because of the freeways and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then when he brought the degwood and then he left it and he went back to work. How? And we didn't have lunch together. Okay. And then when he was about to leave, then he asked me, how are you going back home? Then now, being me honest, I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to leave here this time and I'm going to wait for the taxi and I'm going to go to Mofolo and 
in that uh, railway station. My mom is going to be waiting for me there and I can't be wasting time because I've got to protect my mom there, thuggery yeah. things and stuff like that. Then he said to me, I will come and pick you up. I'll take you home. Okay. Then I'm saying, coming to pick me up, take me home. And I know my mom, my mom is very strict. Then I'm juggling these two things. Now, how am I going to say who is this? Who's pick? Because I've been told not to get into yes. strangers' cars mm. and what have you. Mm. And, but anyway, I do need this lift. Oh, but the day good was nice anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, these are the things that are happening in my head. Then eventually he took me, came, took me home. And I said, there's my mom waiting there. And I think I'm fine here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop it, like. yeah, yeah. Just leave me here. <laughs> then he left me there and I met with, went to my mom and then we walked together where we were staying. And that was, that was it. Wow. I don't remember him telling me, I love you or this, that. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, I'll come and pick you up all the time. Oh, and, and then that's that was how you it. got to know each other. Oh, yes. well, before we go for a break, we mm. must take a quick call from Utsepo. Utsepo's calling us from Randburg. Utsepo, thank you for holding and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Hi, Cindy, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm okay. Just want to support uh, Dr. Anaka's story. The town that is talking about growing up in Mabula. I grew up from the same area, but I was, I think, five kilometers away from Mabula. Uh, I grew up in an area called Muile. I don't know if you know the place. Say it again. Uh, uh, the name of the town is Muime. They call it. Oh Muime. yes, Muime. Yes, Muime. Yes, yes. You, from, m- uh, yes. Ma- Mabula um, was between Muime and and Mukhalagang. I was in Mukhalagang. Yes, Muime. That that part of town that Ranaka is honestly it's, it's a dead, 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 dead. But actually, reason for my calling, I just want to support you to say, you know what? If you believe that you can make it, you can really make it. Absolutely. I mean, today uh, I'm working for two media houses. One is, is an international media house. One is a, a, a local media house here. So if you believe that you can do something, you can definitely do it, no matter how hard things get. Thank you so much for that, Sipo. Thank you for Thank that. You. Thank you, Cindy. So we just listened to a clip um, on side about Cindy with Untati Ranaka just sharing a snippet about um, his father. And... Um, I, th- I think a lot of children, a lot of adults as well, can relate to, you know, to the issue of having an absent father, Datiranaka. And, you know, how was your relationship with your father, the, 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 the small relationship that you did have with him? Uh, it, it's, it's a hazy memory. Mm. Uh, look, when I parted with my mother and my father, mm. um, because he used to pay visits to my mother's home, in Western, that I remember. I think I must have been around between three and and, and five years, I think. Mm. So there is that hazy memory. Um, There wasn't quite much of a relationship that I can talk about, Mm. except that I think he had a car. I don't know whether that was his car. And I remember that he used to give me a lift when he paid visits uh, to his girlfriend, my mother. And I would, I remember that I, I, I used to be standing inside the car on the seat, uh, at the window looking outside as the car was whizzing past uh, houses and whatever, uh, street light uh, poles. And all these things that were just running back as we were moving forward. Yeah. You know, it, it, it seemed as if we were standing still and 
the the things around the, you. Yeah, we were just running. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember. Mm. And then I heard that he died. Mm. And uh, a little later, I think I understood that he died because he had cancer mm. of the throat or something like that. He had something around the throat. Okay. Could have been cancer. Mm. And that is all that I know about him. And and he could have married my mother had he lived. I, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just that it's a fact i wasn't raised by the man who created me and today i mean we we've had the the privilege of of seeing you raising your children and, and the kind of father that you are and it and it's amazing i mean considering what you've just shared now mm. you you're an amazing dad mm. so was your did your experience then spur you on to be the amazing father that you are today i i, I think that wouldn't be the trigger I think the special thing about me being the father that I am comes from my grandfather. Okay. There's no doubt about that. One. So from, he was the father figure in your life? He, he was far more than the father figure. It's like when we look at God and feel God, mm. God is far more than a father that he pronounces himself mm. to be to us. Mm. So my grandfather was far more than just a father figure. He he was everything that a man embodies uh, um, and in connection with, uh, with 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 children or a child in his care, mm. uh, because I don't remember my father, my grandfather scolding me, and I'm sure I was a naughty child, mm. like any ordinary child. I don't remember my father uh, giving me a spank. My grandfather, no, uh, no. Nothing. Um, I remember my grandfather always being philosophical looking back. The things that he used to talk to me about, when I look back and, and, and draw them from the memory, that was philosophy. He would say things like, uh, um, I think I need to say this in, in Setswana, because that's what he used to say. What what is that? Interpret that, analyze that. Obviously, he's saying I mustn't be a Casanova when I'm a man. Because that's not good enough. I mustn't be chasing after women. If I chase women, maybe I should choose to, to chase one woman, such as I chased my wife at that time after we met because I stuck on to her. She, she could have tried any trick under the sun, you know, to avoid me. But, <laughs> oh, but so she cute. never dodged me. I'm still with her. That right. is so sweet. And that's because the old man inspired that loving and uh, warm re- relationship uh, uh, building. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, you see, um, that that was my grandfather, mm. you know, and he taught me a lot of things, how to look after cattle, what cattle means as a wealth, how to till the land, mm. how to do the crops, and how to win, you know, when the time for harvest came. Yeah. So we, we wet the land, we, we were living not in poverty. I hear people talk poverty. I don't know what they're talking about. It's something that people need to teach me what it is. I, I don't think there's poverty in South Africa. People 
don't knuckle down to what they need to do to survive. Mm. Such gems of wisdom from Muntate Ranaka. Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Kai FM 95.9 and it's Sidebar Cindy with me, Cindy Fansel. And I'm chatting to Muntate and Miranaka, the parents of Utineo um, Ranaka, Manaka Ranaka, and these three other kids, including Ranaka Ranaka. I must, I'm very curious to know how that name came about. Um, and, you know, Miranaka, coming back to you, um, bringing up your kids in the spotlight you know we have this reality show and you're literally living your lives out on television and that's also you know there's criticism you know oh what kind of parenting is that oh what are, why are their daughters doing that how how do you cope with that you know sometimes you need to do what you think is right for you yeah. and let those who think what you're doing is wrong because it's wrong for who? If I'm doing it, that means it's right for me. Mm-hmm. And if at all we allowed ourselves to be portrayed on TV, is it wrong? Because we grew up in a culture whereby family life is taboo. In a sense that you you, you don't take your dirty linen out. And at the end of the day, you pretend to be this glory, glory somebody, mm-hmm. whereas you're dying inside. Now, for me to tell you that I'm crying inside, my children are giving problem, I'm teaching you something that you are not alone. Exactly. We are together in this. Let's share the spotlight. Yeah. And if you see it wrong, that's your problem. That's, and that's fair. That's, that's yeah. fair enough. So on Tuesday, I did a show and we spoke about um, relationships, you know, through the different generations and how different generations, um, you know, cope with relationships. I think the one thing that I'd like to hear from you is that what do you guys think of this generation's approach to relationships compared to what you went through? I'll start off with you, Miranaka, then we'll move to Ndati for his response. You know, we talk about it all the time, all the time. If you look at the stats as a about divorce, they are shocking. Marriage today lasts five to nine years. Mm. Just to reach 10 years, it's It's a big big deal. deal. Now, I don't want to be seen as saying culture, tradition, they are the best. They had no problems. There were problems there, but there was what we hold on to as respect, unity, family values, and usike wainela fela. Just give yourself as a woman to any Tom, Dick, and Harry for the sake of love. God has created marriage for a purpose it's not just sex it's for making babies get married have children make the world be a better place by bringing new family members in this world but now it's about sex it's no longer about what it was meant and we when we were in our times Family, marriage was uniting two families. It was not an individualistic. Now today, 
marriage, it's about me, myself, and I. One day, you forget about even your husband doesn't exist. It's your dress, your dress, your cake, your friends, your this, your that. When it's done, so what? You've got nothing. Mm. But if the focus was on the marriage, not the wedding day, the itself. wedding days itself, then you've got something to talk about. Now your husband is irritated on that day. Just and some of them are drunk. They are not even there. They are there because they've just helped you to prepare this meeting. And at the end of the day, there's no marriage. Yeah. Ranaka? You know, I, I've seen marriage. Before I, I would understand marriage in its real context. I was young. I saw a marriage in my grandfather and my grandmother. That is... I grew up in that marriage, mm. right? I, it, it was a couple who loved one another, not in distinct ways, because the people at that time, that generation of my grandparents, was very secretive about their mm. love affair or their love relations. Mm. You, you would see them together, but you would not see the, the, the romantic lifestyle mm. around them. You wouldn't see that. But you saw a solid family, a family, men and women and the children around and the relatives working day in, day out together. You know? And without insults, without the halabaloo, you know, and the weekends were beautiful. The Saturday and the Sunday because during the week, Monday to Friday, was hard work. Mm. So, Marriage, as I now understand it and look at it, and as how I got involved in it when I married my beautiful woman, um, my wife here, mother of my children, mm. um, I understood it to be an institution. And I think the church also helps in explaining marriage or in, uh, um, um, what do you call this, um, uh, evangelizing, right, around ma marriage. Mm. So... So, with the intelligence that I have, the simple intelligence that I have to understand marriage, marriage is an institution, and there's nothing wrong with marriage. There's a lot of wrong doing inside of marriage, because marriage is a sanctuary. It is holy. Nothing can go wrong with marriage itself, except what we do wrong inside of marriage. You see, right? So, as far as I'm concerned, Marriage is a beautiful relationship for people, the twain, the two in it, you know. It doesn't matter what challenge. Look, outside of marriage, there are million challenges. Inside of marriage, there will be challenges. And these challenges, I enjoy managing challenges outside of marriage, more so inside of marriage. And you've been married for how many years? For, Look, look, we've been together. I don't want to talk about how the longevity of our relationship in love and in marriage spans 41 years, wow. counting from 1978. Now, you see, this is where I think we make um, a, a, a funny gesture. Mm -hmm. When we say I was married in 19 this, 
up to now from that time when we got married, it is so many years now. No, 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 no. There would not have been marriage had we not met in the first place to fall in love and to grow in love. So marriage has a precursor, right? And that precursor is very important. We need to count from there. Mm -hmm. So I count from when we first met and that first sight, my sight on this woman. That's when everything started. That's yes, when everything kicked into life as far as the marriage is concerned. That is so beautiful, yeah. Ndadiranaka. Well, yes. if you've just joined us, you're listening to Sideboard Cindy on KFM 95.9. And I'm chatting to Ndadiranaka Omeranak and they're sharing their, their story with us. It's really, really beautiful. Um, Meranaka, grandkids, um, how has that changed your life? You know, when you you are with your children, bring them up. Yeah. You become your mother. Everything that my mom did to me, you did to I him. do to my children. <laughs> I beat, I overwork them, I do all those things. Yeah. But now with the grandchildren, because when now the grandchildren come, then you start becoming yourself. And you look at what did I do wrong? What did I do right? And then you say, nah. I think I'm going to now repay all my wrongs. Oh, so you spoil the grandkids. They are spoiled, but not 100% spoiled. Okay. So, they, because they, I, no, no, no. Yeah, but they will be spoiled. They will have to go and watch that. That's always say to my friend that, you know, we get into situation because we've learned from our parents yeah. and we thought what we learned from them was the good thing. And you know, they used to beat us. And you know, I used I, to make sure that I'm a straight lining. Mm. And only to find out later, it's either you make your children your enemies. Mm. And because now we were a family that used to talk, they will scanner about me and to, to a point whereby I, when they started their first uh, men, men, menstrual cycle, they didn't come to me. They went straight to daddy. Mm. And daddy went them, take, took them to the shops and they bought pets and what have you, because they thought maybe hey, mommy is going to be shouting at us and, and stuff like that. And, and, straight. and I lose out. I, I lost out on certain things. Aww. But I said, okay, it's okay. With my grandkids, we open and we talk. We just f having fun. Great stuff. Mm. Well, before we go for a break, there's a saying that says, if you raise your children, you can spoil your grandchildren. But if you spoil your grandchildren, you'll have to raise, if you spoil your children, sorry, you'll have to raise your grandchildren. Mm. It is true. And I think that's what I'm hearing from, from both it of you. It is true. Well, we have another clip from Umeranaka. Let's take a listen and we'll chat about it after this. This is what they believe in. And I don't believe in what they're talking about because nobody under the sun has got any powers to tell me about my future, my past, my present. I don't want to fight with my children. I don't want to argue with them. And it doesn't mean Afri Africanism. It doesn't mean Masangoma. Let's talk about it. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9.
KFM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Welcome back to Sidebar Cindy. And that clip that you just heard was Ume Ranaka speaking about um, her understanding of Africanism, traditional healers, and so on. So, Miranaka, let's go into this. Because the interesting part is that your family believes in this. And here you are with your opinion, which is different. You know, Cindy, I will, I will explain it this way. Mm. When you are sick, you go to the doctor. Mm. The doctor will give you a panado. And you'll take the panado, you'll be better. The doctor will not tell you that this panado, I mean, this element on Alignon is mm. caused by somebody. Mm. It's not going to happen. Now, a traditional healer, they were our doctors in those days. Yes. Now, underline traditional healer. Yes. Yeah. Now, we grew up, our parents, grandparents going to the healers. They will be giving them herbs. Yes. And we'll come, they will come back with the herbs. We will drink them, clean our stomach, headaches, and ubengono. Mm. Now, that's, to me, this is what I'm talking about. Now, when somebody who's going to tell me that the reason why your children are naughty or whatever that is happening is because your mother-in-law or your aunt is the one who's creating this. Now, when you are going to create a havoc in families, to me, it's not on. That is why there's a difference for me, to me, when we talk about sangomas and we talk about traditional healers. Now, a sangoma is the one who will come to me or I will go to him or her Mm. and say, I've got a problem. And the problem is about somebody. It's not about my body. And then now that means I'm thinking I'm being bewitched Mm. or I'm not working is because of Isnyama. Mm. And things like that. And this is what I don't believe and that in. Is, and, and that's, so you've made a very clear distinction yeah. of what, what you mean today. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't believe in witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my grandfather philosophized around that. And he, I, I take it that he he's the one who put in the knowledge about witchcraft that he says he said was just nonsense people can give you poison but there's nothing much more than that that they can do that your life cannot be good just by explaining that so and so and so and so have done this and that therefore your life is in a mess that was not with my grandfather but the fact that there are inyangas, right, that one, I know it for a fact that it even helped me when I was ill. Mm-hmm. I used to have seban, meaning fits, fits. Mm-hmm. right. And there was a woman who was said to be specializing in helping to, to remedy that. The fits, yes. Yeah, the fits. And... That was out there in the Bundus, no clinic, no hospital, no nurse, nothing. So I had fits for about two years and I was under her treatment. And till today, I have not had fits. 
Nou, is het God? Is het een mystery? Of is het wat gift she had to help, you know, put this illness to bed mm. in my system? Mm. I believe in that because that is what happened. Yeah. And, uh, And that's your lived experience. That's my lived experience. Yes. So I don't have a problem with the youngest, but I would have a problem with Baloi, which is mm. that I have. I would also have a problem with what is called spooks or ghosts. Mm. Because my father, my grandfather used to say, there's no such thing. Nobody can give you evidence that there's a spook or a ghost. Nobody. Up to today, there's no evidence of a spook. Or their existence. The existence of a spook. Okay. Well, we're taking your calls on Sidebar Cindy on 086-00-00959. And you can SMS us on 36959. The hashtag on social media is Sidebar Cindy. And the other hashtag is KFM Talk. We're still chatting to the Ranagas about their lives and their love. And, you know, I'm having such a great time. I'm sitting here smiling. I think I've spent more time smiling than speaking because I, I could sit and listen to you guys for the rest of the evening. So there's something important coming up that's happening tomorrow evening. And you guys are hosting a gala dinner. So can you tell us a bit about that, Miranaka? Um, What's a gala dinner in aid of? And um, how did it come about? How did we get get here? It's a um, cool, cool Deaths Foundation. Yes. And uh, they are about uh, changing the mindset about the, the deaths, our, not our debt, the men that the wrong that is happening in the I don't know how to put it in the life of a a male child mm -hmm. now they are trying to put that together and also at the same time they are putting um, they've invited married people and us to come and just share about marriage and making sure that maybe we'll inspire a few. And I always say in my mind when I'm preparing for my talk, I say, if I can save one marriage from going to a divorce, then I will have done my job mm -hmm. because this is a problem and it needs to be handled with care. And it doesn't mean that when my marriage is perfect, then your marriage also might be perfect. What you see, it doesn't come easy. Yeah. It comes with difficulties. The only thing is the how of managing the problems. Some people, they think that's because we are on TV, we are there, we are there, the kids. Oh, no, these ones, they, their love comes from heaven. Mm. We do have problems whereby we sleep not talking to one another. Mm. We am angry or he is angry. But at the end of the day, go sleep with your anger but when you wake up in the morning think have a strategy how to handle this yeah. and when you talk about this it's no longer a fight the mind is clear yeah. because you put your facts out and say this is what you did that I didn't like and now I must hear you saying I didn't mean it this way okay let's apologize let's start afresh now it's okay Now they think that, ah, it's life, it's honky glory. No, marriage is not easy. It's a daily, it's a daily. It's a 
daily. You work on it every day. You work on marriage every day. So um, I have a tweet from Mukatleho. Mukatleho says, "My mom is ecstatic. I'm ecstatic hearing ecstatic hearing Untate Ranaka paying tribute to her dad, um, who was his English teacher at Midlands High." Oh, that's sweet. Um, actually, they didn't hear correctly. Mm. The man Ramabua was not my father. He was my teacher. Mm, yeah, so no, she, no, that's yeah, what they say. Yeah, so so oh. Katlikho's yeah. um, um, mother, yeah. her father, oh, was your was teacher. was your teacher. Oh, oh, hey, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I'm the one who's not hearing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the one that read it wrong in that day. So it's my my English failed me. So so it's my fault. Sorry wow. about that. So, so this is Mr. Ramabua's daughter. Granddaughter. 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 Yes. Oh, I must, I think. Oh, we'd love to have your I will, number. I will, I will, I will, I will get her number I'll, and I'll, I will yes, give it yes. to you. Yes, we, we need to communicate face to face. Yes. I'll yes. have to pay her a visit. Yes. 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 Um, yes. Um, oh, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, they've made your day. Yes. I know. Oh, I know. Oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll make sure that I put you yes. guys Yes, Mr. Ramawa was one of the fine teachers in that school, Maryland's at that time, secondary school. He was very good in English, very good in English. Yo, and that is what I took from him. Mm. Had it not been for him, I would not even be speaking to this mic because how he chained me out, it is what the world today appreciates around me. And did he influence your decision to become a writer and a publisher? I wouldn't say he influenced me. Okay. I don't think it was influence. It was inspiration. Wow. Yeah, more correctly speaking. Mm. Yeah, he inspired. You see, he worked on what my grandfather did on me. My grandfather spoke a language of Setswana. Whenever he spoke to me in terms of advice, my grandfather inspired me. And he used his Setswana language creatively. And I was fortunate that then I would have a teacher in secondary school who would also be using English as an instrument, mm. you know, of creative um, molding. So mm. I was creatively molded by Mr. Ramaboa through English. And English became the instrument that would, I would use to earn a living. And I'm still using English because I'm a publisher. That's wonderful. Mm. I could spend the rest of the evening chatting to you. But, um, you know, our time is running out. I, I honestly think we should have you back on the show for a follow-up. Um, all the best for tomorrow evening's gala dinner. And I will be posting the details of, of where it's happening. Um, it's a great initiative. And, um, I, you know, I'm all the best with that. Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. On Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.